Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Rickens, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, well, I think it's showtime. My headphones aren't working, but that's just par for the course. I've done a lot of things uh, in the United States military where my headphones aren't working. Um, so we'll just roll with that. My God, what's wrong with the morning show, guys? It's April 27th, Drive Time Lincoln. I'm your host, Jack Riggins, and Johnny Cadillac is on the producing board. Uh, we have very special guests. Second time on the show, uh, Nebraska volleyball coach John Cook is in the studio for the whole hour. Good afternoon, coach. Good afternoon, Jack. It's an honor to be here. Um, <laughs> I have to laugh. Uh, because I was out in the wind all day, and you, you look like you've been outside and uh, a little worn down. Not worn down, just been working. Yeah, I, I I was outside for a big chunk yesterday in about a 35-mile-an-hour wind. <laughs> so trying to train horses and ride horses, and it's it was out down south of Lincoln. And, you know, the wind blows here in Lincoln, but down there it really blows. Once you, I mean, if you get in some of the like depressions of the terrain with the trees in the city, you can think, oh, it's not that bad. But when you get out where literally it's blowing across the plains, yeah. it picks up or any yeah. high points. So yeah. I absolutely know what you're saying. Uh, callers, uh, listeners, we will open the phone lines in the second segment uh, as we get through a host of different topics with uh, John Cook. So second segment, uh, please feel free to call in and talk to Coach Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Well, you are the volleyball coach of, uh, without a doubt, the best program uh, we have here in the state right now and uh, nationally going on years, uh, just an epic journey. So I, I have to ask how spring is gone, and as you're finishing that up and getting through the semester, fans will want to know, what are we looking at, Coach? Well, spring was going great till yesterday, but you know those are, get welcome to the new world of transfers, the portal. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's just it's it's crazy. I, I just that's a whole nother topic. But I just think kids are making decisions. The portal's like it's like uh, you know you're 16 years old and, and okay, let's just you 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 can go to bars now. And people just you know is is it the right thing to do? I but I'm some of the some of the decisions I've seen. Don't make sense, but uh, spring's gone great. We had a great beach season, great weather. Uh, went to Florida, Hawaii. Our team did great and uh, very positive experience. And then we just came off, finished our spring season training. We played one match out in Grand Island, sold out six thousand. It was. Uh, have you been out in that event center? The where the it used to have. I haven't. Only when you guys, because you guys have gone out there over the years, I believe. Yeah. And I've just seen it from that. Yeah. Well, you, they used, you know, they used to play indoor football in there. And anyway, it is loud. It, they're right on the on the court. And we took our TerraFlex floor out, our black one. It, it was really cool. Kansas played great. It was a great match. Fans got their money's worth. We signed autographs for two hours after. And you know, I, I think. Uh, just a quick story, but we were debating like, okay, do we go? Do we, you know, just cut it off here? And I'm like, no, we're staying because we haven't signed autographs in a couple of years. Oh, true, true. Yeah. So the very last dad and his two daughters said, I, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you guys waiting to the end. I mean, they waited for two hours. Yeah. And he goes, that's why you guys are a class program. And, and you know, you know, you know, college kids I and mean, they're like okay let's get out of here let's go it's saturday night got to get back to lincoln yeah and 
and they didn't flinch and did a great job. So it was a it was a really good experience, you know, going to that part of the state. They'd love it. Yeah, I mean, one, I think that's we've talked about this before. I mean, that's the uniqueness of not only Nebraska but Nebraska volleyball and the things that um, you have set up. You know, going west and giving access. Um, so what you know, when we're here in Lincoln, we see these elite players and and your team performing at a high level. And I think you're right. I mean, it's natural for young people. We often forget in this state that college kids are young. They're literally kids. And I think with the way social media and everything's going these days, uh, emotionally intelligent, not always. They're a little behind. That's Jack's opinion. Meaning we've uh, we've transplanted all this digital from face to face stuff, so it kind of makes it difficult. Um, but nonetheless, as an athlete, you're in the spotlight. So while there's a, a lot of girls that understand kind of the responsibility of a Nebraska volleyball player or football player and what it means to parents and kids, um, you know, your program does it well. And most do here. But nonetheless, we have to realize you're right. They, you know, they, they want to live as college kids, too. But yeah. that, that's pretty cool. Um, and we all know, I mean, when you see somebody's eyes light up when they get to meet a college athlete and hey, I can go back to my young days and the spring football games here. It was a big family outing, and if I got a wristband from a Husker, I mean, I thought I was Superman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, a couple of things, because, again, this show follows really no rules. I mean, FCC rules, but uh, no format. I like to ask and get to know and do some different things with the guests. And I know for you, um, horseback Owning a horse, getting into horsing has been relatively new. But you told me last night, uh, rodeo, when you told me you were actually roping a little bit and learning that, awesome, good for you. Tell, tell us about it. Well, uh, Jack, uh, it's, it's been kind of an incredible journey uh, to get to this point. But uh, back, we were in at Wisconsin on Thanksgiving weekend, and Lindsey Peterson, my director of ops, was looking for a horse for her kids and and her husband was down in kansas and said this horse is great but he's a little too much for the boys she's got four boys two to eight years old so she said okay you want a horse and, and at the time taylor my son is up in wyoming and he wants you know he's he's looking for a horse so i said hey i think we found a horse and so we got him and he's still currently his name's bud since we bought bud uh, he's staying at Lindsay's right now he's going up to uh, wyoming in a couple weeks uh, but uh, Bud is now our volunteer coach. He has his own Instagram account. Awesome. Recruits love it. Our players love it. I, he gives out coaching wisdom and, <laughs> and as our volunteer coach. We go to Grand Island. There's a bag of apples with his name tag on it, and we we uh, pretended on a Photoshop that we pulled a horse trailer because they wanted me to ride him into the arena <laughs> so, You know, because the, the racetrack's right next to it. So that's Bud. Well, horses don't like to be alone. So through all this, I've met several, I'll call them cowboys. Some of them, they were rodeo guys. They're from ranches. They're all over the state. And anyway, I was looking for another horse. And via this guy to this guy to this guy, I get a call like, hey, uh, I'll, uh, I got a horse for sale out in Riverdale, Nebraska. I had no idea where Riverdale was. And uh, so I went out there, and I, I wrote, met Collins' name, Colin Dibberin. He's a, a ranch family out there. They have about 8,000 head of cattle, big operation. They got like 20 horses in there. And, and anyway, this is Reba. So we got Bud and Reba. 
So Lindsay and I went and did all that and rode out with the bulls and and anyway this this horse was great and we're driving out and we're going to look at another horse because we had two lined up that day and we got about five miles from their house and I'm I go Lindsay I'm in love <laughs> <laughs> so I called up Colin and said I want to buy Reba and and she's just a sweetheart uh, uh, so anyway um, since then. I did a couple of interviews about Reba and about everybody's seen Bud. So now I'm getting calls to go on brandings. And I've already been on one. Uh, I am got a call from the UNL rodeo team inviting me out to come train with them because I posted some video of me roping. And uh, so anyway, I'm going to actually go train with them next week. The, and the big college rodeo is at Lancaster events the sixth Friday and Saturday next week. And, I've just met this whole horse world of people that are ropers, wranglers, uh, horse trainers, and it's just a whole other world in Nebraska I didn't know about. But what's been really cool is it's helped me connect with everybody pretty much uh, west of Lincoln. Yeah, you know, in this state, in another way besides just a volleyball coach. Sure. Yeah. And, And Jack, I've been speaking all over the state because again, COVID, we had all these speaking deals got canceled and postponed. So I've been all over the state and every place I first walk into they all, all ask about bud that's the first thing oh, they I'm ask sure. me so it's it's I'm been sure. a, it's been really cool well there you go uh, you're learning more about john cook on a personal level and and I'm going to link some of that to some professional level in a second but yeah don't miss the Nebraska Cornhusker College Rodeo May 6th 7th at the Lancaster Events Center um cuz that is a big part of our state that quote unquote us city folks sometimes forget one of the things I've always known about ranchers um, growing up here playing sports is, um, generally speaking, that either hobby or way of life creates strong, wiry men and women. Yep. And uh, and some of them, uh, as you as you meet them, you are you you can't believe the size and strength. Um, and then the ones we had in SEAL Team from Texas usually. Uh, we're very much cut from the same mold. And so that's a big part of our community around here. And uh, who would have known Bud and Reba? One of the things I was going to ask you was, happy birthday, by the way. I Thanks. think my daughter said that, you know, <laughs> it was your birthday. It's all posted everywhere. That was that was a while ago. But, you know, I've worked with you years back and a little bit. and um, But I definitely sense from this year, um, again, and you've talked about it, the enjoyment of coaching, and now you're finding some hobbies that you really enjoy. But how much is that, you know, love for a beast, love for an animal? And you have dogs like I have dogs. Um, how has that helped you coaching, you know, probably your seventh or eighth generation? Well, that's not true. Probably four generations. But kids change about every five yeah. years. Yep. Um, well, I watched a documentary. It's called Unbroken. It's about four college kids that graduate from Texas A&M. They uh, rescue some Mustangs, break them, and ride them from Mexico to Canada. And I'm like, well, this is really cool. And since then, if you if you watch, the, there's a documentary you can watch on the Virginia football coach, Bron- Bronco Mendenhall. He mm-hmm. takes every football recruit. He has horses. Every football recruit, he makes them ride the horses. And he says, by the way they interact with the horses and how they handle the stress, because they're, you know, they're... City kids, or they're not going to be used to horses. Yeah, the character. He makes decisions on, on you know, yeah. are they respectful? And that's, so there's there's a, some people say, you know, horses are spiritual animals. And I, I can see where they're coming from, because there, there is something about them, but they're also powerful. And, 
but I love working with them. There's a, there's a sense of accomplishment. I love getting dirty and, you know, shoveling manure and, you know, brushing them. You get dust all over you. It's just a good feeling, you know. Yeah. It's like, you know, we live in such this electronic world. It's just good to get dirty and get yeah. dirt on your hands. And so I really enjoy that part of it as well. But it's here's the bottom line. I don't think about Nebraska volleyball when I'm riding. Sure. And that's that's in all my talk, speaking I've been doing. I talk about burnout, mm-hmm. hitting the wall. You got to have hobbies that take your mind off of whatever you're doing. Yeah. And and for me, that's my new hobby. And and I love it. You know, and you're talking about the rodeo. Okay. I have a, I mean, roping steers is really hard on a horse. It's really going work. going about twenty five miles an hour like you're shot out of a canyon, cannon. So let me tell you, I have so much respect for those cowboys and what they do, and the girls at rodeo. I mean, barrel racing. I mean, it, it may look easy on TV, but trust me, it is it is really difficult. Oh no, these are real. Yeah. Hardcore athletes, folks. I mean, yeah. when you come out with ESPN, like the X Games. I mean, rodeo's been doing that for hundreds of years. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And like I said, I you know uh, anybody that knows how to rope, you can't hang out with them for a while without them showing you how good they are. Yep. You know, and in SEAL Team, we were roping ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, yeah, I you know I remember taking trips down to Oklahoma at times with friends that had. Uh, horses and even bulls and and they'd always ask me you want to be a bull rider and i'm like yeah. are you crazy yeah, you know, know. But they they have it down to builds and forearm yeah. strength and everything so that's cool i'm i'm happy to hear of that because you you know and you've been very public there was just a great article also about um burnout and stuff like that and i think the key always right is is to be on when you're on yeah and 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 i always like to say purposeful practice right yeah. you're making those strides but and I just talked to my son about it today. Recovery and getting away is also so important for sustained excellence. Yeah. You know, um, wow, this is cool. One of the things I wanted to ask you, and I don't, I don't want to get into it too deep. It's not, I mean, everybody knows about NIL and, and how good Nebraska's, I'm going to call it, architecture is, and the university's kind of been on the forefront. But um, your predecessor, Terry Pettit, he's very active on Twitter, and he posted something. I mean, it was neither here nor there. But it sparked something in me, and I said, hey, I go, you know, maybe there's going to be room in the future, which is now, you know, for experts in leadership and business and coaching that are helping kids with this new dynamic of NIL that, oh, by the way, folks, one day ends yeah. in their because in their college process, yeah. Because it's one thing to end college as an elite athlete and maybe go on and play, maybe not. You still come into the world, and while NIL, I think, is a, a neat, good thing we're doing now. Everybody's nobody's talking about. Well, what does that happen? You know, when they're done. Yeah. I mean, they may have some cash, they may not, but there's a there's probably an expectation that's now new as you come into the work environment where generally speaking you start at the bottom rung and work your way up right and uh i don't think coach pettit responded to me but i <laughs> i bet you though no and i mean it i'm not this is more the educator in me and yeah. and you know how i talk about it's important that we're preparing youth of all ages and i even though you're you know you're at the most epic level to me it is still another avenue of education just at a really elite athletic level and obviously nebraska does a great job with that but uh i think that's going to be a a new stressor that we're going to have to put some time and effort into as leaders and thinkers you know 
Um, Coach John Cook is on Drive Time Lincoln. We will open the call lines after the bottom of the hour on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. We are going to get into a little bit of aircraft and Top Gun. We'll tell you that story uh, with Coach coming from San Diego, myself, a Navy man. When we come back, 1499.3KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Coach John Cook's on the show the entire hour. Uh, second segment uh, coming up. Uh, the call line will be open, 402-479-1400. The text line as well. We already have a question uh, from Scott. Coach Cook, think about this. We're not going to answer it right now. He's asking both of us, what's our favorite aircraft and why? We'll answer that when we come back. Um for months, maybe six months, I've been coming on the show, and every day I write down broken rail, cold nitro brew coffee. And I don't know why I don't say how every show now here at KLIN, we have cold brew coffee, and I wouldn't say I knew anything about it, but uh, broken rail, cold nitro brew coffee, you power the commander. There's no doubt about it. I love this stuff. I saw the tap, the tap out yeah. there. Yeah, I'm like, are you guys having beer here tonight? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that... Nitro, if I drink that, I wouldn't sleep for two days. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. I kind of always saw it, and I was like, we have a tap keg here yeah. in the studio? No wonder everybody's having it. Well, this is the a commander's step away from soda drinking now. So, like, yeah. drink that's less true. soda, and you're drinking coffee in here all the time now. Yeah, I'm 20 pounds down. Cut out the sugar, folks. It's a good way to go. And uh, I've still got about 15, maybe 20 to get to my fighting weight. But um, And I want to do that. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, being heavy uh, is dangerous for your health. That's all I'll say. We all kind of know that. But uh, I am a prolific eater. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting, just national real quick. You know I got to take a shot at Dr. Fauci. I thought this was funny that uh, on the national news, uh, he's out there saying we're out of the pandemic. I would agree, but, you know, I'm not a doctor or a scientist. Um, but then the White House and Peppermint Patty, you know, were like, no, no, he he, he misspoke. We're not out of the pandemic. There, there's a certain level of a pandemic. All right, folks, <laughs> don't buy any of this. Like, there's either a pandemic or there isn't. Different levels, if we go down that road, uh, government officials can do whatever they want to you. Makes no sense. Oh, silly, silly politics. 1499 KLIN. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right, Coach John Cooks on the show. Call lines are open four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Text line. We've got a couple in right now. Uh, Richard, longtime listener, very frequent caller, uh, wanted to know what's uh, Kayla, Kayla Caffey's situation. And what do you know about it? Yeah, we we didn't play her because uh, we still haven't resolved that situation. And if we played her, she would have triggered a, a 
some financial hits against us. So we're working through on how to best handle it. It's it's she's she's historic. There's never been a player that's in her situation. So the NCAA, as you know, is freaking out, mm-hmm. and they're they're like looking at all these archaic rules, trying to figure this thing out. And so we just don't feel comfortable yet. It's all good, uh, and um, so until we get there, you know, we can't make the decision. Fair. It's it's historic. It's unprecedented, and uh, we'll deal with it. Um, I want to switch topics to aviation a little bit. Um, I don't know if folks know, but that has in the past been a hobby of yours. Um, horses clearly now uh, with Bud and Reba. Bud being assistant coach, is Reba ever going to uh, get get there? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Reba, Reba will push. <laughs> I like it. I, you know, to me. Uh, Reba might be too intense for our players. Yeah, okay. well, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um but I think there's something great. You were talking about it, and I was just thinking, see, I love brushing horses. I think there's just something with an animal that can't communicate directly like, like we humans can, and being able to find some kind of working relationship that I enjoy. And we've talked about this. I mean, if if I had it my way, I'd just ride horses all day slow. I just yeah. I just saunter. I yeah. just love it. Um, one of my favorite pastimes. One of these days I'm going to own horses. Um, but what I was going to ask you is this love of aviation. Uh, you hear this new movie, Top Gun, coming out, folks, if you ha- if you didn't know. Top Gun Maverick, it's 20-plus years, maybe 30. Uh, Top Gun was a big movie for a lot of us that grew up in the 80s. Uh, certainly a vast majority of military folks like me loved it. But Coach Cook, you know, you're from San Diego, and that that movie is San Diego. And so... I don't know if you have any thoughts of the upcoming movie, and one of my uh, longtime listeners, Scott, wants to know what our favorite aircraft is and why. Well, so a couple yeah. of thoughts on Top Gun, San Diego, the new Top Gun, and your favorite aircraft and why. Yeah, well, I've been waiting for years for the new Top Gun. You know, it's been postponed several I times. Know. But I So first of all, I lived in an apartment at Miramar, and those F-16s flew over my house about F-14s. every... Tw- F-14s. F-14s flew over my house about every... And the F-5. Yeah, yep, the would, Tiger Shark. Yeah. So every twenty minutes, boom, boom, you know they were they were just taking off. So uh, Miramar was right there, kind of growing up and living there. And then I coached football for two years at Coronado High School, and I grew up in Chula Vista as a kid. And we would go over to Coronado Beach, so I would see the seals. I see all the the Navy planes coming in there. See the seals training. And uh, anyway, just being around the whole, and then the aircraft carriers were all stationed yeah. there. The Kitty Hawk, which I got the tour at one point. Uh, so I grew up with all that military stuff, and and of course, part of Top Gun One was filmed in Coronado mm-hmm. and several scenes. But here's the best thing about the movie Top Gun: I think it's the greatest coaching movie ever ever made. I took cuts of it, uh, and we made a coaching video out of it. So, for example. Um, you know, when, when he loses his confidence, you know, he, okay, he's got to find his confidence. You right. know, it's up to him. And, and you know, he, he, but he shouldn't fly until he gets it back. Yeah. So how is he going to get it back? Just little things like that and, and some of the fun stuff that they, you know, never leave your wingman. That is one of our core principles in our training. When our defense shifts, you never leave your wingman. You want to see me lose it in practice? That will lose it. <laughs> never leave your wingman. I have a shirt that says never, we, that I wear in practice, never leave your wingman. Yep. So we we've taken that movie and had fun with it and I love it and show our team every year the 
the coaching points from that yeah. movie. You know, trying to be there's no points for second place. There's no points right. for second place. I mean, place. we just were three points away. So we were second place. Yeah, the, so the, the Navy has no such point. a unique culture yeah. and SEALs have plays on all those sayings. I mean, yeah. that movie was uniquely Navy, uniquely Southern California. And I think that's one of the things we bonded on early was uh, unbeknownst to me, I used to think I was crazy, but I used movies all the times and cut ups to teach lessons to my seals. And it didn't matter what movie it was. I mean, I could find all kinds of lessons in different movies. And I agree with you. Top Gun uh, is a pretty amazing movie. And this one is going to have way better flying scenes if you've seen any of the trailers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know they gave it full access, and you can imagine Tom Cruise wasn't liked by the Navy guys because he's a big star now. And yeah. But hey, he's a big star. It's going to happen. The fact is the Navy fully supported the the filming, and so I think if you like aviation, it's going to be pretty epic. Uh, favorite aircraft and why? Well, so when I flew with the Blue Angels, what was was that an F-16 or F-14? No, that would have probably been an F-18. F-18, yes. okay. So when I went up in that thing... I, I, it was unreal. I mean, you can't even describe the feel, the power, what it does. I mean, we're going upside down on the break, almost breaking the sound barrier, and and then pulling nine Gs, which I, I passed out for most of it. But those pilots hanging in there, you know, and pull that thing pulling nine Gs, and I, I, it, so to me that would be <laughs> that would be uh, probably you know the one I would say would be my favorite. How about you? Well. Um- it, God, it's such a tough question. I guess Jack the Civilian, the American, the Dreamer, I, I would have to say, even though I've never been in it, is the P-51 Mustang from World War II. Um, when you listen to the engine sound, there's some of them still flying. Um, there's a part of me that loves uh, open-air cockpit, even though the P-51 probably flies too fast for that, but it, it still has that. And I think that comes from riding in helicopters with the doors open or on the skids. And so there's something about you know going 100 or 300 miles an hour with, with the open air. I, I love that. And the P-51 is, is obviously pretty legendary. Um, at the same time, I would have to tell you, folks, I, I've been on C-130s and the MCs, the special operations, and they're flying map of the earth 500 feet through mountain ranges. You know, you go up in the cockpit and the HUD, you know, has boxes that the pilots are flying through that, you know, dictate they have to stay at that terrain level. And you never thought essentially a C-130 or maybe an equivalent 737 could that you fly in in a civilian, you know, like Southwest Airlines, could yank and bank that low to the ground and do the things. And then, so that's one. So I'm still, I'm just, I'm pontificating. I'm still going to go with the P-51. But the other thing I'm going to tell you, because a, a submariner friend of mine just posted on Twitter, an Osprey, either dropping some folks off on the deck of a submarine or maybe um, maybe some guys were going to fast rope down. I don't know exactly what it was going to do, but this is the latest and greatest twin rotor, vertical takeoff, and you know forward horizontal. So it's expanded. It's a, it's a helicopter and it's a plane. Okay, they finally got that thing tested out right because it was killing people. And they got all the avionics and everything. And I'm going to tell you what. I first saw it in the war zone, and I was used to how helicopters land. You jump on quick, and we dust off, and you, you know you're, you want it to be fast. It's very vulnerable. I've never been on a machine like an Offspray that could land like a helicopter, and when he took off, you know, it wasn't straight up. They take off at an angle. It jumped. The thrust of this aircraft, the ability to get vertical fast, which you need, 
it jumped. You could feel like you jumped as the human on board. And I remember because we took off and we took some fire and the door gunners were letting them have it. And I was like, I've never felt anything like this in a machine. And so, you know, there's a high-tech one there. C-130 is a little bit old, big, can go, and then the P-51, I think. And so I guess if I had all the money in the world, folks, I'd probably settle on the P-51, and I'd buzz around low-level in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, the, the other plane that I love watching videos on is the A-10 Warthog. Oh, yes. That is, that is a... a that that is a mean plane. So a guy I grew up with, I'm doing a forward or a testimonial for his book, uh, Todd Riddler Riddle. We grew up in Fremont, Nebraska, actually went to Pius here. Um, we've known each other forever. He's a colonel in the Air Force, and he's been a hog driver. And you're right. I've called in a lot of hog strikes, and there's nothing better than seeing what we call a wagon wheel of A-10s yeah. circling like vultures over yeah. targets. It's yeah. it's. It's uh, bad ASS. Yeah, too. I was going to say that, but I caught myself, Jack. But <laughs> fair, the, yeah, fair. Scott, I would not, <laughs> not want to be somewhere where one of those was coming in. No, yeah, no, cause... not at all, not at all. Interesting. Um, well, let's see. A lot of people last time you were on, and we've talked about it, uh, wanted to flip the script. And I know we don't have tons of time, about 10, 15 minutes, but I wanted to flip the script. You get to interview the radio host now, Coach yeah, Cook. Is this unfiltered? As long as we're not swearing, which you're not going to do, I'm the one that has to worry about that. Okay. Yeah, unfiltered. Go. I have several questions. Let's let's start rolling through it. So the first one is, I um, I don't know if you can talk about your spouse on here, but I'm just curious how you guys met, because there's a volleyball connection there. You were a you were a ROTC guy. Oh boy. I mean, volleyball players don't hang with ROTC guys. So how did that happen? Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't give names, but people out there are going to find out because uh, we've always talked in the family about not using names. But that's a fair question from John Cook. My wife did play a uh, volleyball for Terry Pettit. She was on the 1995 championship team, um, so we know that circle of Huskers uh, pretty well up until the 2000s, I would say. And uh, uh, having uh, worked with Coach Cook a little bit consulting, I feel pretty cool because the 20 anniversary of the 95 team you guys won and so we feel pretty close with that generation of huskers so it's really neat to be part of the family uh but nonetheless coach cook was the lead recruiter of my wife and found her and uh so she came to lincoln and so um here she was and the truth be told folks um i was very focused i'd played some small college football on ROTC and training for seal team trying to figure out how to do that i honestly didn't know that nebraska had won n- the volleyball title and right after that i was at p.o pairs on a sunday remember p.o pairs folks i oh, personally yeah. am sad that it's gone yeah. it was a great uh bar and grill it was very military friendly a lot of the military guys that's kind of where the guys and gals we would go and anyway a lot of my marine buddies and rotsy were the grill men there for some reason so you know how it is in college you go down there and try to get some free food and so we were down there and she and her roommate, who, oh, by the way, will be in town tonight for the next couple of days, um, <laughs> I can't give names out, uh, were just there. And they were having a cheeseburger like I was with my roommate. And um, I thought she was striking. And so I went up and uh, put on my best Tom Cruise <laughs> maverick. <laughs> and uh, and the truth is, is she did explain what she was doing at the university and everything. And this total true story, folks. Um uh, and she used eyeshadow on a bar napkin, gave me her number because I said, hey, do you want to do dinner maybe Friday night? So it was the off season at, at Nebraska and volleyball. 
and she had mentioned she played volleyball. And in my brain, folks, I said to myself, oh, that's neat. She she likes volleyball, like, you know, plays intramurals or whatever. <laughs> and uh, and, the, and so the week goes on. I've got her number. I didn't believe that it was the right number, but I kind of called her early in the week, and she picked up, so I was happy about that. Um, and then the day, no, Friday, the day of the date, I was in the NROTC Military Naval Building, and one of the instructors had a national championship poster on the door. And I think we've all been through this. Everybody was like, what are you doing tonight? And I said, oh, I've got a date. And everybody's like, you don't have a date. And I was like, oh, no, I have a date, you know, this, that, and other thing. And so I said her name. And some of these other ROTC guys were volleyball fans. And they were like, you're lying. I was like, no. And so we walked upstairs to that poster, and they pointed to her, and I looked on there, and immediately I realized <laughs> that she had told me volleyball, and I was not thinking Nebraska volleyball. But in fact, we we went out on a date and pretty much had a nice uh, senior season where you know we dated and then uh, went right out to Coronado um, and got married on the first break we had in SEAL Team and got four kids now, and it's been going pretty good. But it's it's been a neat journey, and I know she's very appreciative of uh coming to the University of Nebraska and everything that's gone on. And, and I've said it before. She's the best athlete in the family. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. So there you go. Good question, Coach. So, so yeah, I thought you'd like that. And, and you didn't realize, even though the Rossi building is literally a wall away from Coliseum where we were training exactly. every day. Yeah. Yeah. As a yeah. matter of fact, there were several times I used to do my whole schedule around noon, pick up basketball. Yeah. And it would run a little late. And sometimes the Husker women would come in and practice. Yeah. And I can remember being in there and – literally trying to talk some smack to the girls as they were coming out to practice because I needed work on my free throws. And uh, they would just look at me, you know, (laughs) like real athletes. They would look at me and just kind of point, and I would get the message and I'd walk off. And so, um, no, I had no idea, and you're absolutely right. Like, Military Naval and the old Coliseum were basically the same building. Yeah. So, no, we really enjoyed our Nebraska experience, and that's why we try to give back where we can. That's a great story. P.O. Pears, iconic place. You know, remember, they had a sand court in there, too. Oh, yeah, Yeah. no, totally. That was the place you went for sand um, in the 90s, and eventually other places started getting built. Yeah. But that was go play sand volleyball. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Cool. All right, second question is, you know, I grew up watching the Seals and everything, so this is a two-part question. Uh what what made you or motivated you or inspired you to want to be a seal and then the second thing is how many times did you want to quit through the training good question um certainly just the normal america americana want to serve um was a big determinant of just the military in general but i absolutely settled on seal team because i realized through my high school days and small college that athletics ends for everybody at some point in time And contrary to what I think a lot of people think, what I loved about athletics was the locker room. What I loved about athletics was a group of people, adults, you know, guys in my case, getting together to accomplish something. And and I didn't know if regular life offered that. And so I knew the military would be close, and I figured really extreme, the only unit in the United States military called TEAM would probably get me close to feeling like an athlete. And I would say that um, I did my 20 years. I, I felt like I used to feel as a sports guy, you know, with a team in a locker room and a goal that's greater than us to go accomplish. Honestly, I, I didn't think about quitting. Um, I had my doubts at times, but I think that that's where all of us that have made it. One, I really believed at that time of my life, 
I, this is what I'm here for. And I was smart enough to know you only have so many opportunities with big things you want to accomplish. And so you've got to take your best shot, right? You can't be afraid to take your best shot and, and do the best you can in that moment. Of course, they train us that one inch even matters. And you, you've got to buy into that philosophy. The second thing would be teammates. People don't understand. SEALs learn to socialize and get along with each other for the greater good quicker than almost anybody. And so when you're down, they pick you up. And that, that's how you do it. 14993 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 14993 KLIN. All right, John Cook's been on the show, kind of a diversity show today with uh, Coach Cook. I guess uh, we're going to finish up. We're going to give you one more question. All right, Jack. Uh, this, I've been thinking about this quite a bit. So, you know, Nebraska, and you, you talk about politics, elections, all that stuff in the state. And I told you I've been all over the state. There's something pretty amazing. We have 1.8 million people in this state, and we've won 10 national championships, five in football, five in volleyball. Tell us why is that? Why did that happen? Why is that happening? How did that happen? 1.8 million people. We were from San Diego. Right. Three million people in San Diego. Right. They've won nothing. Number one, um, I believe it happens, and I hope Nebraska continues to be like this as a state. Um, the people believe in other people as a whole. Um, they believe in helping other people as a first response opposed to not. Um, there is a work ethic given the part of the country we're in and, and where our forefathers and mothers have come from. And I think the university imbues some of that. Um, and so part of it's culture. Then the second part is stewards of that. Uh, you would be a steward of that. Coach Osborne would be a steward of leaders at the university. Um, have gone out and done better than most by far of finding young people that buy into that culture and are willing to learn the goods from Nebraska culture, but also bring the goods from the cultures they're coming from and integrate it into team for the greater good of that particular group that year to go above and beyond and compete on a national or even international level. And I've said before, I'll say it again, folks, if America could get a little more Nebraska, we'd be a lot better. If the United States military could get a little bit more Nebraska, we'd be a lot better. And I'm, I was so proud to represent the United States, but also Nebraska and what I did. And I think that's one of the secrets of Nebraska that we need to continue. John Cook on KLIN. Thanks, Coach. You're welcome, Jack. Thanks.